The world of real estate investing is always changing. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, attorney and author Natalia Willette Grice has the expertise to provide valuable guidance on how to navigate the complexities of real estate investing. This is the Legacy Academy. Hello and welcome to the Legacy Academy. I'm your host, Justin Grice, the COO of LCO Law, and with me is my wife, attorney Natalia Willette Grice, and the author of Tax Deeds, How to Become and Stay Wealthy by Mastering Liens, Possession, and Marketability. Today we're going to talk to you about a little-known thing called surplus funds. We've been getting a lot of calls about how they can be accessed and things like that, so we decided that we would dedicate an episode to surplus funds so you really know what's going on with these funds. All right, so Natalia, can you explain a little bit about what surplus funds are in the context of Florida real estate? Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's important to understand that there's different interesting ways of acquiring property, right? You can acquire property at auctions and there's judicial auctions, there's administrative auctions. Um, Administrative auctions would be, for example, tax deed sales in Florida. Judicial auctions would be foreclosure proceedings. And when there's a high level of competition in these auctions, uh, you end up having potentially funds in excess of what's owed. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are surplus funds, right? So surplus funds are the excess of the judgment amount or the delinquent amount in the case of a tax deed. Okay. That's pretty simple. Pretty basic. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do surplus funds arise from a tax deed auction in Florida? Is it just tax deeds that have surplus funds? So you can have surplus funds in any kind of foreclosure proceeding. And I say foreclosure because a tax deed is a foreclosure proceeding. It's just administrative. Um, And the key is... Is there bidding by, you know, the members of the public that are that go to these auctions that really want to get the property? Is there bidding in excess of the final judgment? Because the winning bidder kind of determines whether they're surplus or not. And there can be foreclosure cases uh, where people bid below the amount for tax deeds. That won't work. <laughs> you got to have at least enough to, to cover all of the outstanding taxes. But in the case of a foreclosure judgment, an HOA judgment, a, a mortgage judgment, a county lien foreclosure, people can bid below it. Mostly, though, people bid over the amount, and so whatever's in that overage can become available surplus funds. Okay, so what you're saying is that it's almost like a reserve for tax deeds specifically. There's a reserve amount that yes. has to be bid that's up to where, that. Well, that's the starting bid point. That's the starting mm-hmm, bid point. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, perfect. So are there any uh, specific laws in Florida governing the surplus funds from tax deeds? Uh, Yeah, from tax deed sales, you have like the who, the when, and the how. (laughs) So uh, 197 of the Florida statutes generally is the one that governs how surplus funds are petitioned for. The important part is understanding timelines, right? Because if you are the prior owner of record, you have a very open, a fairly open amount of time to go and petition for surplus funds. If there's anything left over, you might have some years <laughs> that you're petitioning for surplus funds. Whereas if you're a, a creditor of record, so you had a lien on that property, maybe you were Bank of America and had a mortgage on it. Maybe you were a credit card lien holder. The reality there is that for you, you only have 120 days to go and petition for those surplus funds. All right. And there's priority too, depending on the type of creditor that you are. So if you're the county or municipality and you've got you know county or municipal lien, let's say a mowing lien, you're going to have priority over every other 
predator that's out there. And at the very end are the people that, you know, are the prior owners of record. Those people, though, after the 120 days, it's pretty much exclusively theirs. Okay. Now, how can investors identify properties uh, with potential surplus funds? So that that's part of like the, the key thing, right? As an investor, you're, uh, there's this big misunderstanding that's out there in investors that are purchasing at these auctions thinking that they have access to surplus funds. They really don't. It's very, very limited the opportunity that an investor who bids at a foreclosure auction would now have the opportunity to access those funds. They just don't. They're yeah, not we do on hear the that list. Often. Yeah, they're not on the list of people that can petition for surplus funds. Um, and I'm not to say that there aren't occasions where it can work out, but you'd have to be as a as an investor willing to take the place of one of those creditors by paying off one of those outstanding recorded liens and then petitioning as somebody saying, listen, I paid this off and therefore I want to stand in the place of that creditor and petition for those funds. And it's not as easy as people think. Okay. So who can legally um, make a claim to these surplus funds? So like I said, prior owners of record, prior lien holders of, of record, like actual valid liens that are recorded in the official records prior to that sale taking place. Okay, so you're talking about like a person who was foreclosed on. Yes. So if it exceeds the amount of the judgment, the person who was foreclosed upon can have access to those funds. They're one of the people that can qualify in the line of people that can petition for surplus funds, correct. But the third party bidder who wanted that foreclosure auction, very unlikely that you'll have the opportunity to gather those funds. Now, like I said, there are, there are times, right, when it might be possible. One of the interesting ways in which I've seen it is in bankruptcy proceedings. So let's say that third-party bidder realizes, oh, my God, I've bid where there's these other superior mortgages, and it would be inequitable, unfair for this prior owner of record to get access to all these surplus funds when they're delinquent in, in these other things, sure. right, that are superior. And so I have seen it in bankruptcy courts. It's an argument, okay, it's not a slam dunk, to then say, dear bankruptcy court, we should make it so that those funds that are available as a surplus should be used to pay off creditors attached to this particular property first before anybody else who's just a prior owner of record gets access. Okay, so is that third-party bidder like telling the, the the second mortgage company, hey, by the way, you have access to this? Right, well, the bankruptcy judge would, but the, the risk is, of course, that as an investor, you'd have to take your company or yourself, if you bid individually, to bankruptcy in order to use this as a tool. But I'm not saying that it hasn't been seen out there. Okay. All right, so what are some of the first steps to take when you believe that you're entitled to these surplus money? Right. And it does happen with investors, right? You maybe you had a property out of your portfolio and you realize that one you couldn't maintain, but there's surplus funds. You've received the notice that you've gotten surplus funds or that there are surplus funds available. So you've got to actually go first uh, go speak with an attorney, okay? Because they're going to tell you which method you need to approach. Tax deeds have usually a form that's used by the county. And so it's not so much about knowing what form to fill out because sometimes the tax deed clerks will send you the form. Mm -hmm. It's about understanding what you need to attach to the form, when you need to send the form, and how to complete it accurately so that it's done in a way that your form, your claim, doesn't get rejected. 
Okay, so what's some, what is some of that documentation that's essential for claiming? Well, you, you're going to need to attach, for example, a copy of your deed. If you are a human being, you're going to need to attach copies of your identification to demonstrate that you are the person, in fact, petitioning, right? You are who you say you are. Um, it's, it's a form that needs to be notarized. If you're the owner of a company, you're probably going to need to attach some corporate resolution demonstrating that the person who's filling out the form and, and notarizing this has an actual interest and authority on behalf of the company to petition for surplus funds. So there's all these little like nuances that you need to understand for it. In the foreclosure world, it's different. There is a specific kind of motion that's required for surplus funds uh, when you are the owner of record or a lien holder of record. Because guess what? You could be like the one that helped flip this this property and maybe you had a mechanics lien on it. Um, or maybe you were the one that was a private lender on this particular right, piece of property. Yeah, and yeah. so you want to petition for those surplus funds. So you need to know what to state in those claims. And again, if you're a company and you're petitioning for surplus funds in a judicial foreclosure, a foreclosure of a mortgage, of an HOA lien, of a county lien, and it's done through court proceedings, companies cannot petition for these things themselves because they need to be represented by counsel. Otherwise, it's called the unauthorized practice of law and the judge can completely ignore your motion. So you need to know when you need to be represented by counsel. And it's always better to do it with counsel because the process will be a lot more streamlined. Not to mention, hearings are often set on these motions. And unless you know exactly what to say to the court, how to present it, you may not fare so well. Yeah, yeah, which is going to be a waste of your time, <laughs> mm -hmm. your energy, your money. Yep. Absolutely. So are there, and we, we have seen that throughout the counties, it's not really structured in a way for, for other legal real estate things, you know, mm -hmm. every county has their own different procedures. Yeah. Oh, yes. Way. Is that the same with surplus funds? Is there a big difference between counties? So I would say there's a more uniform process when it comes to tax deed surplus. Okay. okay? Each county, for example, tends to have a pre, like a preset form. Most counties, their clerks will send the form out to the people that they know are of record, prior owners, prior lien holders, that they've notified in advance already that there was a tax deed sale coming. And now it's like, hey, it happened. Here's your form to complete for surplus funds. That one tends to be more uniform in okay. the tax deed world. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. But in the foreclosure realm, it varies very, very much by county. Uh. Be, not not the content in and of itself. The content is statutory. So it's Florida statutes tell us what minimum needs to be projected to the court, informed to the court about a person that wants to make a claim. Okay. But the statute really only says what needs to be said if you're the owner of record. It doesn't say anything about lien holders. Ah. <laughs> so if you're, again, that private money lender or that, you know, um, maybe kind of partner that like helped this person flip it and you know you you provided like um, builder contractor services right you're not going to have that very nice clean guideline as to what to present to the court and the process itself varies very much by county there are some counties where only special magistrates deal with these things and so you have a hearing with a special magistrate and then they have to go give their opinion to the judge and there's a period of waiting to see if the judge will accept, you know, the special magistrate thing, I think a period for objecting. It can be very long in some counties, whereas in other counties, judges directly hear the argument and render a ruling immediately then and there's no waiting period. 
there's also the procedures required by each of the individual judges. So each judge in a foreclosure surplus matter will have their own specific directives as to how you request a hearing, as to how you submit a motion, as to how you send in proposed orders. And again, unless you're a trained attorney that practices in these areas, you're not going to know the nuance and you're going to be wondering why six months later you haven't heard anything on your motion. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let me ask you this. You brought up liens, mechanic liens, mm -hmm. things like that for, for the investors here. Um, what is the importance of recording these liens? Because we have seen in other types of cases that there's an unrecorded lien, but it was still deemed valid, right? How is it different here or is it different? Well, it's very important because what gives the clerks in either proceeding for surplus funds, in tax deed files, in foreclosure files, what gives clerks the information to know if a petition or petitioner is valid is were they on record at the time that the proceedings started, okay. whether it's a tax deed foreclosure or a, a you know, mortgage, HOA foreclosure, whatever it might be. If it's not of record, then you are deemed to have your interests wiped out without really any recourse. Sure. Okay. So if you're an unrecorded lien holder and, for example, you didn't timely intervene in the foreclosure proceedings, but you had an interest, you knew about it, then too bad, so sad. That's gone. <laughs> That's kind of how it's treated by the law. Yeah. So don't drag your feet. Don't drag your feet. Record your notices timely if you have any interest in a particular piece of real estate. Yes. Okay. So now what kind of role do attorneys play in the surplus fund claim process? So attorneys uh, help petitioners with filing the right motions, presenting them the right way, attaching the correct exhibits, um, uh, presenting it to the court in the right way. So when to request how, with what, what do you want to write in those cover letters to make it um, persuasive and authoritative to demonstrate, yes, this is a person who has a right to a claim and why it should be heard quickly. And, and dealing with also the administrative determinations in tax deed files, because you might have completely like filled out the petition in all the right beautiful ways in a tax deed claim. Mm -hmm. And might be wondering why you haven't heard back in months. And that's because something administratively hasn't been disposed of. Maybe they thought the lien was valid out there. And guess what? Like maybe your bank, your credit card company forgot to record the release. And that's what they're waiting on, but they won't tell you. So your attorneys work as advocates to make sure that this communication and what's missing and like they're up to date with it so that it can be dealt quickly. Mm -hmm. Um and, you know, obviously you get better resolutions when you're represented by counsel who understands these processes, right? Like I've said me before, there's real, real estate attorney is a very, very broad term, yeah, right? You yeah. can be a real estate closing attorney and not do, deal with any litigation. You can be a real estate attorney that deals only with land use and zoning. You can be a real estate attorney that deals only with tax deed proceedings or only representing HOAs. So you have to find the right one that actually has the experience in it. Okay, what would you say is uh, some of the most challenging aspects of dealing with surplus funds? What have you seen that's just like... I, I think the biggest challenge for investors has been understanding priority and standing. So standing is the ability to petition for those funds, right? It's like understanding that, oh my God, can I even petition for those funds? <laughs> that's big. That's especially big for people that buy a junior lien foreclosures. They uh, 
realized the very hard way that no, those funds can't be used to satisfy superior mortgages, right? So right. they don't have standing to even ask for those funds to be applied that way. And then priority. Priority is big for tax deed things, right? So if you've got tax deed surplus funds, the priority of who gets what when, understanding, listen, counties really do have first dib access, okay? doesn't matter if you had a, a very nicely recorded mortgage on it, you were the purchase money mortgager, if they are county liens, they'll be paid first. <laughs> the government's going to get their money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so those are, I think, the biggest aspects. Okay. All right. Great. So lastly, what advice would you give to someone new in dealing with the surplus funds if they're not sure or... or I would say act fast in setting up a consultation with an attorney that deals with these kind of surplus uh, matters. Why? Because if, for example, especially if you're a lien holder, right? If you are a, you know, the, the hard money lender, or if you're that like mechanics lien lender person, again, if you don't act timely, you might lose your right completely to yeah. petition for those funds. For example, in foreclosure, right? In foreclosure, judicial foreclosures, mortgage foreclosure, the HOA foreclosure, all that stuff you have generally up to a year, okay? Once the clerk remits those funds to the unclaimed fund department, right? <laughs> that Florida treasure hunt that we think about. Oh, um, once those are there, that's it for you, junior lien holder. You don't get any more of an opportunity to gather funds from there. Tax deeds are even faster. It's 120 days and then it's gone. Then the only person that can petition for it is a prior owner of record. Hmm. Okay. So it's really key to act fast. Timely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. That sounds great. So if you guys are wondering if you are uh, have a claim to a surplus funds, you're not sure, you're not sure of the process, you can uh, learn more at our website at www.lcolawfl.com or just pick up the phone and give us a call. We'll, uh, we'll set you up with a consultation. You give us a call at 813-480-2106. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast application. And then tune in every Monday to get more tips on how to avoid investing's legal pitfalls and take your real estate business to the next level. You can also find us online at lcolawfl.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Legacy Academy FL.